Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of The Ramble is supported by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Squarespace offers free domain names, customizable designs, drag-and-drop tools, as well as 24-7 support. Seamless e-commerce solutions mean that your business can be taking money in minutes on a website that is scaled to look beautiful on any device. Start your free trial today, no credit card required. As a Football Ramble podcast listener, you'll receive 10% off your first purchase by using the offer code RAMBLE11. Flavor. It's mayhem to the AM here, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and Pete's here. Flavor. And Luke's here. More flavor. D- uh, oh, indeed. Jim's right. not here. No, no Jim today. No, no Jim. Off. Where's he? Portugal. Did I hear Portugal? Yeah. Did I make an up? Bonnie old Portugal. I think Jim might be doing an advert for Skoda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's not a joke. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it poos all over my casting for a KFC advert for, yeah. for Christmas I didn't get. Yeah. It really does. You're not getting much at the moment, to be fair. No. Oh, dear. Don't worry, I had to pay to get into Wembley the other week. <laughs> Shocking. The state of things. <laughs> well, I've got to pull our trousers up. Pull uh, our trousers up. Socks, maybe. Difference yeah. between you and Pete, uh, they said to you, mm. yeah, you can come, but you have to pay. <laughs> you're okay, you're fine. Pete, I'm not coming then. <laughs> I am not bothered. Oh, I, was, I was working on We're it. here to tell you the state of things, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's a football ramble. It's lovely to have you with us uh, and our ramblings. We're going to begin by asking the question, referees are making poor decisions. And that's it. Yep. That's it. <laughs> I'm thinking they need more training. <laughs> if you could choose someone from the world of fiction or non-fiction, anything or something, to, to be a referee course trainer. Who would it be, Pete? Well, we're not about pleasing managers in the referee game. We're all about serving the public trust, yes. upholding the yes. law. You're not in the referee game. Protecting the innocent. <laughs> Robocop. Yeah, good one. Ah, and yeah. the fourth directive only becomes a problem if a senior employee uh, is on of Omni Consumer Products finds himself on the pitch. Would he he would... can't send him off. That's the secret fourth directive that Robocop doesn't find out about until it becomes uh, yes. pertinent. To everyone listening to this show under the age of about 25, <laughs> I'm very sorry about that. He was like a robot. Imagine a policeman, your modern policeman, yep. the ones that do race crimes and that. Um, <laughs> like a robot version of that. Yeah. yeah? Mm. One of them. I oh, s- oh, is it, are you, you going to implement Ed 209 at any point? The big gun <laughs> thing? You have three seconds to comply. That yeah. guy. No that, that smoking. Would, yeah, that would be... <laughs> <Prick>. <laughs> no smoking on the pitch. Yeah. Trapped. 
<laughs> Berber. Um, Berber. I've only seen the first Robocop and I saw it. And that's in... all you need. Yeah. <laughs> that is all I you need. I didn't even see it in English. It was in Spanish on a bus across Bolivia somewhere. El Robo. But pretty, I know what went on. Yeah. You know what went on. Yeah. I know what's happening here. He shouts <laughs> that's on a, a bus. That's, that it really I is. I know what's happening here. <laughs> That really is the beauty of Paul Verhoeven's work. It's <laughs> universal, the language. He's up all in the bloody law, isn't he? <laughs> El Loro. Also, if you look at like things like Showgirls, again, works in any language. He's a very, very adept director. Versatile. Timeless. Uh, whereas you'd miss something if Commando's not in English. It reminds me of when I was on the plane coming back from South Africa and uh, there was no TVs <laughs> in each seat. There was only a TV every so often on the plane. And yeah. the only thing on the 11-hour mm. flight was uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen <laughs> in French. Yeah, I seem to recall uh, on the flight out there, you and Lord Ramble just getting rolling drunk on gin and then being told that you weren't allowed any more gin because you drank too much gin, possibly all the gin, who knows? <laughs> it was red wine and... Uh, guilty. <laughs> so, but I mean, that was a much better way of spending the fight. On the way back, the reason I'm, I'm bringing out the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in French yeah. is French isn't even an official language of South Africa or English. <laughs> no. So I don't, know, I don't know what the point of it was. <laughs> it is a, and it was South Africa Airlines, wasn't it? Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, seriously though, sponsors, if you want us to have some new stories, uh, yeah. send us to Brazil uh, yeah. next time. Business uh, class. Luke, what, uh, <laughs> what are you going for? Um, what, did, what did Pete go for? I'll Robocop. Robocop. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what did Pete go for? <laughs> to be yeah. fair, we did... There was a few more film titles. Mm. I'm just not used that were to chucked in. actually answering the question as it was intended. Uh, Luke was um, spoiled by um, thinking about Elizabeth Berkeley. I was, was that Showgirls? It was, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You'll never watch Saved by the Bell in the same way again. No. Uh-huh. Uh, cry, what was it? What was she called? Mentalin? Jesse Spano? She goes Mentalin. Shall yeah. I? <laughs> if you could. Yeah. If you Marcus. Could. So it's a conversation for after. Speaking, speaking of referees having making poor decisions, take control of this game. <laughs> yeah, you're losing control of it. <laughs> I just totally forgot that people listened to this. Yeah. And I was just sitting back thinking, <laughs> yeah. oh, not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for George Clooney slash Danny Ocean from Ocean's Eleven. Oh, excellent choice. Because you've got a different group of lots of different types of people in there. You've got to manage all the different expectations, yeah. all the different egos. It's the same bloke. Different roles. And, you know, I think really... If George Clooney or Danny Ocean, or George Clooney playing Danny Ocean, mm. came into a referee's yeah. assessment day or, or instructions day or anything like that, I think they would. I think they would respect him. Oh, they yeah. probably would have seen his re- recent box office smash, Gravity, mm-hmm. sipping an espresso, or or perhaps even sipping an espresso surrounded by. A lovely lady. A bevy of <laughs> Surrounded by her. Yeah. It was that's, that, it, you've seen the advert. That's <laughs> what girls do to George dancing around yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, George, George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, an espresso before the game. Mm. Um, uh, when you said Danny Ocean, I just thought, oh, Billy Ocean. What a feeling. <laughs> when the going gets tough. <laughs> yeah. um, but the tough makes sensible decisions about referees. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've gone for uh, Bruce Forsyth, obviously. Yeah. Um, because uh, the yellow cards and the red cards, that was a big issue on the weekend. Some mm. people were booked when they should have been sent off. Mm. And so I think Brucey... Play your cards right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. brilliant. Is it is it worse than a yellow? It's a red. <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Hi, I'm the yellow, you say. <laughs> you're off. <laughs> has that one with the points, chaps? Yeah, go on. I think know. it has. Hang yeah. on, you're criticising me for talking about Robocop. You're playing. Uh, you're talking about play your cards right. I never criticised you, man. You said people under no. the age of whatever. That was Luke. Right. Yeah, true. <laughs> don't, how are you getting him and me mixed up? <laughs> I, I Shall just, we begin? I just miss looking at Jim. Yeah, don't we all? But let's move on to the Premier League, and we uh, we miss looking at Everton three, Liverpool three, don't we? Yes. My goodness, what, the game of the weekend, one of the games of the season one so of the, far. One of the Liverpool derbies of the season it and of the year and of the ever. Made in Swansea, yeah. <laughs> Martinez and uh, and. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, of course. Um, Coutinho scored the opener um, very early on when uh, Lukaku just didn't bother 
tracking him back to the back post. <laughs> no, and it was, and it was, I'll, I'll make up for that later. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> the rest of that match is Mignolet and Lukaku just going at it. Yeah, Get a room, gents. Like a street fighter fight between those two. <laughs> There's special moves going on. Get a room. Um, like, Lukaku would have a shot and Mignolet would save it. It's all raise an eyebrow. <laughs> Beckon him across. Martial arts style. <laughs> um, Morales equalised and then did nothing else of note during the first half. Oh, apart from nearly destroying Luis Suarez's I leg. A, I thought that was a dive. <laughs> <laughs> it was obviously a sending off offence, wasn't and, it? A sendable off offence. There, and there came the first poor decision of the weekend. That's right, yeah. yeah. That was the early kick-off on the and Saturday. It's, one, it's great, because like, Liverpool-Everton is often a very good game, and um, when you get an early goal, mm. um, and, and teams set up with real intensity and intent to sort of try and win... You get that, you know, that's the result, and it was a really enjoyable game. That tackle by Morales, he should have gone. Definitely, it was shocking. Absolutely he admitted no himself, to be honest. He said, he said, I went in, and he went, and he said, oh shit. Did he? <laughs> is that right? Yeah, he admitted. He said it. He said he thought he, he thought he was going to see red, but then he did also mention that at the start of the match, he did say to Luis Suarez, "Remember when you kicked me last season?" Did he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did he? <laughs> just, just shut your mouth. Yeah, yeah. just well, shut okay, your right. mouth. The I referee know, did I like his honesty. So yeah, uh, the referee, the referee did see the uh, actual um, attempt, so I guess he can't really be. I don't um, know how. I don't know in what world. I mean, that's another one of those things. We'll probably come on to this with Rooney a bit later. Like yeah. the referee's seen it, mm. and he's dished, he dished out a yellow for that. Yeah, mm. um, we definitely dished out a yellow for the Rooney one, didn't he? So mm. he's definitely he, he saw it, and it's like, what world are you living in? I don't yeah. understand how you can. You either didn't see it or you did. Yeah, if you, and didn't, if you didn't see it, then you can't give it. Yeah. You didn't see it, and that's yeah. probably a different problem because you, you've you've not kept up with play or you've been blocked or whatever because because you've been in a poor position. It's a different problem. But if you've seen it and addressed it. Madness. No, you're absolutely right. It's, it is one of those ones where football fans just think, oh, come on. I mean, it, 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 a lot of people say that, that um, oh, in fact, one or two referees or now former referees have suggested that referees are influenced by making a big decision early on in a big game because mm-hmm. they're worried that they might, might ruin the game and then obviously a lot of the attention is on them. It's a, it's a Merseyside derby. It's a, it's a huge game and it's fairly early on. The referees have got a tough job and I don't think anyone particularly you know, doubts that. Of course it's a difficult job and it's a job that we would freely admit that we couldn't do. So uh, put that aside, surely if it, if it were me refereeing a game, I would try and, tr- try and take like, um, each incident in isolation. And say because you can say like a lot of time commentators if it's an early one like you've touched on a lot of time commentators will say oh when they only produce a yellow or they let it go mm. oh good decision good mm. decision but it may well be a good decision sometimes yes. but sometimes the players give you no you choice do. that ref only he never dishes out a red card I think he got he got three red cards last it was season doubt it's doubt yeah doubt yeah. he only dished out he's only dished out one red card this season and he gave himself enough time to have a think about it and stuff and then just came completely <laughs> shot I just don't see what I don't know what he's seeing yeah well, yeah. I think you make a good point when you say that you've got to take incidents um, in isolation and a big example of that was when Manchester United played Aston Villa in the League Cup yeah and I think it was Michael Owen who ran through Michael Owen <laughs> no, no not Michael Owen sorry it was um, Gabby Bonalahor yeah. went through and it was um, Nemanja Vidic wasn't yeah, it yeah, it, was about, Vidic, yeah. it was sending off mm. it was it was in the first minute of the game. It was a sending off. Mm. But, and the point is... But the referee didn't send him off. Of course. And he, and he would have said, well, you know, it was a cup final. I didn't want to ruin the spectacle. Well, no. Yeah. That's not what it says in the laws. Mm. It says, it doesn't say, oh, sli- be slightly more lenient if it's a cup final. Mm. It says apply the laws of the game. Yeah, and, and you've got to do that. Yeah. And I think in this situation, and it's not the first... Oh, sorry, it's not the last uh, bad decision by a referee over the weekend. It's, mm-hmm. it's a bit cheap to bag on them all the time because I've got a difficult job. But... No, lots of people have got difficult jobs. Doesn't, doesn't mean you can't. <laughs> true, doesn't yeah. mean you shouldn't perform them better than than that. But I'd, if, but I'd if, argue threading a, a, a pinpoint accurate cross 
is quite a hard job. Well, you, don't, you, don't, yeah. you don't see a surgeon coming out of the, way, you know, the operating <laughs> theatre going to the family of the person who's lying and saying, mm. yeah, sorry about that, but it is a difficult job. <laughs> you know, if that's why you're being paid. That's your job. You've <laughs> got to get yeah, I left it. some swabs in there. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to see you have a go. No, well, you're a surgeon. I'm not. I nearly got it on the runway. <laughs> um, uh, I think that... Uh, I think that... Um, <laughs> with, with the, you know, if the referee has to make a decision like that, it's bad form from the player that the referee the referee doesn't want to give a red card he mm. wants the game to flow but he's yeah. there in case these these things happen and if he gives a red card the referee's like don't blame me yeah blame yeah. your man yeah, with yeah. his with his reckless behavior yeah of course um it's the same when it comes to um to penalty decisions and stuff like that they'll, they'll, they'll ramirez died for chelsea mm. when the referee's um um head apologized to steve clark or whatever well no mm. you got conned by a player it's yeah. the player's fault it's not your fault. Do you know what I mean? People mm. have got to take responsibility. I mean. Mind you, I thought uh, Liverpool. We should really have had it tied up with uh, Joe Allen's miss. Oh, that was a terrible miss. <laughs> yeah, that said, I have seen Hartlepool's Joe Allen do the exact same thing. <laughs> what about? Um, we'll move on to that in a sec. But what about Gerard? He was at the centre of attention when he went in on Barry. I, mean, much... I think he sort of. It was a little bit naughty, but he didn't make any contact. I, I think a yellow card was fair. He, there, he, wasn't he it? didn't throw his elbow out. No. He, just, he just very. Pur- he just didn't move out of the way. Do you know what I mean? He knew mm. it was there. He was He didn't make contact. I think he apologised to Barry afterwards. Yeah, well, he did, yeah. Yeah. Barry was more annoyed about the uh, physio. <laughs> yeah, yeah he was. That was that wasn't a red card. That no, 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 no. I think it's probably because. Well, th- and there's a, there's an example. That's why the fans perhaps reacted so badly to that one because the first one wasn't given. Well, quite. Mm. quite but uh, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a bit of a distraction. And it denigrates what was a heck of a, a yeah. Liverpool derby. Well, what a let's, match. Well, let's, what let's a yeah, let's go on about the football. Um, uh, and Suarez with a lovely free kick. Mm. That was great. Found the gap. Found the gap beautifully. Was the wall yeah. a little bit? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the wall was a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it should have been a bigger bit. <laughs> it should have been more, more of a wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he found the gap with. What, some... what you're trying to say is, would you be happy with that wall propping up one, one side of your house? <laughs> <laughs> The answer no. is no. <laughs> the answer is absolutely no. <laughs> um, but there were there were chances uh, for, for Everton galore, and they they made it to all of eventually when when Lukaku um, stuck his first away. But they, I mean, they peppered Liverpool's goal, did they not? And mm. as you said, Mignolet and, and Lukaku had a lovely old battle. Yeah, and and Lukaku put them ahead three two, and Everton should have probably ran out winners. I agree. I think it's it's rare that you come away from a game where. You've watched a goalkeeper concede three goals, and still thought, "Well, oh, he's had a good game there," you know. Mm. And, yeah. I, and I think, I think with uh, the, the Everton team, I think under Moyes they wouldn't have let as many goals in, but they wouldn't have been anywhere near a swashbuckling and interesting watch and mm. goalie. <laughs> mm. not, I mean, they've yeah. not, been, they've not been that bad in terms of goals conceded, Everton. I mean, I, I've said this before, but the way they've sort of. Um, Adopted Martinez's start was pretty good. I mean, they've only conceded thirteen goals in the league this season. Mm. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not great or anything. But, it's not but he, he doesn't make really conservative um, substitutions. He brings on quite exciting players, quite mm. young players. I, I'm enjoying watching it. Yeah, when Baines season. came yeah. off, um, yeah, the the Spanish lad, um, Diafalo, yeah. yeah, he came mm. on. Yeah, and that, that was, was an attacking yeah. move. Yeah, yeah. Mm. no, it, it was good. And well, I mean, it's a derby game, isn't it? I mean, realistically, I don't think they would be forgiven very quickly if they didn't go out to win it at home. Yeah. You know, Liverpool are a good team, but so are Everton, and they've got to go out to win it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's too surprising. But I like, I like, I, I agree with you. I like watching Martinez's uh, sides play. Definitely, I've, I've always have done. But yeah, I'd, 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 I'd attack while I've got Lukaku before he goes back. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, and then Sturridge came on and scored a lovely header in the last minute. To um, do you know what Rogers was saying about Sturridge? Like he had a massive go at him, didn't he? Saying that he, um, 
he's not been training properly and stuff. And the reason he didn't start is because he's not looked fit because he keeps missing training and stuff. With well, in, with injuries. Yeah, like he that. did have an injury. And then, of course, I mean, we'll come on to the England match a little bit, a little bit later on. But um, he looked as though he was struggling with injury. Oh. But yeah, if, I mean, he, if Rod, he's not Rod been just, training, if you've not been putting it in, I thought those. it was strange the way Rogers criticised him because he it's unlike he Rogers, the, the equaliser and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, you remember that thing he did with the paper where he said, "I've got an envelope here, mm. and the names of people I think will let me down the season." Yeah. no names on it. No, no names on it. Mm. No did one's going to. Did he reveal that? He didn't reveal that recently, did he? No, but I think so. it was found out mm. recently. Well, I think found it, the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Is this? Oh, okay. <laughs> Mate, that could have been another envelope that was just empty that you've yeah exactly yeah could just you know could be a different envelope. No, I've posted. I've posted, I've posted my tax return. I've posted. My <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they, but they entertained the the supporters uh, very okay. much. Okay, so. okay. Let's get out there and entertain them. Okay. Um, so yeah, wonderful game, and then mm. uh, a, a three all. And uh, as I say, I think it was a really Everton, good weekend of football. It was a great we- weekend. I think Everton will be slightly disappointed, but you know, a point in a, in a Merseyside derby. We. Um, we always talk about how much we love international football, but when club football comes back and it's that good, you're happy. Yeah. Very happy. Indeed we are. That moves us on to Hull, nil, Crystal Palace won. Yeah. Um, Hull, uh, new city of culture, European city of culture, exactly. 2017. They've got their own celebrations to have. Yeah. <laughs> Leicester, Tony Pulis Leicester, at Palace, they've got their own I didn't like celebrations. I didn't too. like the way that Hull marked the city of culture thing. Did you see it before the game? No. Yeah, like, two yeah. very two basic. rubbish yellow signs yeah. saying Hull... European City of Culture 2017 cash converters <laughs> <laughs> it's rubbish they could have done more they could have, it was almost like they weren't convinced they were going to win and then when they did win they were like well, we're not prepared for this what are we going to do I just like to point out that Leicester does have a spare centre so well, you saying Leicester were robbed? Yeah, I'm just exactly. Well, David what I'm Nugent sued. David Nugent was the salve to their wound. <laughs> <laughs> two goals, indeed. Yeah. But what a win for Crystal Palace. Uh, especially as they went down um, to, to 10 men with Balassi who was sent off I think that was a fair sending off I think that was, was a correct decision it was a nasty old challenge I agree uh, but Tony Pal- uh, Pulis is the new man in charge Tony Pulis <laughs> Crystal Pulis <laughs> and Tony Pulis a match made in heaven Tony it's amazing Palace. they didn't happen before Tony Pulis sounds like he would have his own sort of like gentleman's club and run a sort of soft porn empire <laughs> yeah. Pete's hitting his head off the microphone yeah, he's that yeah, excited yeah, by yeah. this um, it was the peak of his Tony Pulis cap Pulis are we, uh, are we what what do we think? Well, I mean, it's not going to bring any sort of entertainment, is it? <laughs> but I mean, he wants to keep. If they want to, it's not going to bring a city of culture. What I would do is I would London. use Pulis to get him to stay up, keep him up with Pulis, get rid, get mm. someone else in. Why give him a two and a half year deal? Well, maybe that's what he demanded. Yeah, I'm not scared. They are man. doing that. I'm saying that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that Palace did well as far as they were down to ten men. And obviously, when you're down to ten men, especially well, with twelve home, minutes to go, they, they would have. Probably thought about shutting up shop, mm. and they and they got that. And there's only a few minutes later they scored. Wasn't but it, Bannon so? scored. It was a lovely goal that mm. the Crystal Palace goal. Actually, one of the goals for the, of the weekend, I would dare to say. Um, the, only, the only thing I would say about the sending off, I thought it was probably fair. He went over the top of the ball, but he, to me, he looked like he slipped. And, and and so, I mean, you could argue that fair enough, he wasn't in control of the tackle, but as he overstretches himself, which mm. he probably shouldn't have done, he slips. I don't think it was intentional. No, I don't. I think you, well, let, it, well, let me stop you there, Luke. You just, you just peed in your chips there. He what? was not in control. That's what I'm saying, so it's right. fair enough. he's yeah. off. Yeah, no, off. no. Yeah, that is literally the point I make. But fair. <laughs> it's worse than oh. a yellow. It's a red. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Bolassi was probably disappointed by the decision because he, I don't think he meant it and I thought he was mm. having a fair old swing at the ball. Don't care, Mark is off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when he looks back at it, he will realise, yes, yes the referee made in control. the right Crystal decision. Palace fans will be pleased as far as I think Tony Pulis has never been relegated as a manager. So, yeah. 
if he, if he does get made, uh, relegated this season, it will be his first time in his career. I'd like to talk a little bit about the goal. Jerome and, and Gale linking up well and Bannon getting on the end of, mm. uh, of the move. Yeah. Do we yeah. like that, chaps? Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> you just I'm more excited than, yeah. than most perhaps I think this, this is exactly uh, the, the <clears> week after International Weekend I'd like to see the stats on how many goals get scored really late on because people are just paggered yes, completely well, knackered indeed, indeed. <laughs> after but Palace lifted themselves off the bottom though so you know I think the only other win they had was against Sunderland mm. wasn't it Sunderland are mired mm. At they the bottom, are, my oh dear, oh dear. Oh, just quickly to um, at the Emirates, because we, we often talk about Arsenal, but we've got to talk about Arthur Boric. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I don't think it was a pr- I don't think that his um, execution of the Cruyff turn was bad. I just that he tried to do three at the same time. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think his Cruyff turn was bad, but the second one and yeah. then the third one he got both progressive, really progressively worse, yeah, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Which he should be getting better because he's practicing. <laughs> that was not a gilded lily. No, it wasn't. That was a cook. That was a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Giroud gave him all the chances. Yeah. I mean, Giroud... It was it was it was like he was thinking I'm going to have to put this in because yeah. people will question me. Yeah. <laughs> you you driven me to this Boric. <laughs> I was happy with a corner yeah. or a throwing in the corner. I was happy with just being seen to be chased down off course. <laughs> <laughs> but you Fine. see, uh, Arthur Boric's um, Instagram account was funny. He yeah. um, he posted a picture of Johan Cruyff mm. doing the Cruyff turn. Yeah. A picture of himself next to it, and yeah. he just put nearly underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I do quite like that. I'm not sure Pochettino would like no, it. No, but I'll, yeah. Oh yeah. I gave away a goal and we got beat but it's yeah. a laugh isn't it it's a laugh <laughs> I don't mind he certainly didn't say that when it uh, no. when it happened but I think I think I like Pochettino what he said um, after the game because obviously Arsenal won 2-0 and he said look we're all, uh, something along the lines of you know we're all in this together um, you know back the keeper we're blah, all blah, in blah. this turn together <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I thought well done well done yeah, um, I said Arsenal Mega was kind of um, talking about how he kind of wants I couldn't tell whether we want a big Classic English centre forward uh, when the January transfer window opens. You're just basically saying you put yourself no... in the mix, Pete. <laughs> are, there, are, there any, are there any real? It's a come and get me. Real uh, good he, ones around. Well, actually, I mean, there, there are any, and he's sort of saying that he kind of misses that kind of. Um, but they don't really play in that kind of style. He's basically yeah. saying that there's not that many players around that can do that sort of. Well, job. Last like, time we tried to buy a sort of player with Shamak, wasn't it? Yeah, and that didn't turn out. Maybe too well. maybe he's like an maybe he's underrated Lambert, lover of that kind of footballer. He's, he's on Ricky Lambert. Oh, well, he, not really, he, he didn't nah, have a good weekend, did he? not a Wenger sorry in that. <laughs> nah, <it's not> <laughs> <laughs> I reckon if, I reckon that Pochettino's made Boric do, just for training today, just do Cruyff turns all day. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to walk off to be trained with the goalkeepers. Where are you going? Uh-huh. You, you come with me. Yeah. Until your inner ear fluid explodes. You're going to Cruyff turn these 450 footballs. <laughs> We've flown in Geordie Cruyff. <laughs> yeah. Just to monitor as you're yeah. doing it. <laughs> Johan wasn't available. He's not interested. <laughs> yeah. he, wished, he said he saw you and he wished he never even invented it. <laughs> He's sorry. Yeah. Um, Stoke City beat Sunderland two uh, nil. Charlie Adam got the first. Oh, I thought we were carrying on talking about Boratz. It was fun. <laughs> no, no, no. There's I more. Think, Don't I, worry. There's others. I think Boratz's Cruyff turn was the okay. equivalent of a really shit band covering a really classic song. Yeah. Mm. Any examples? Nah. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you, um, <laughs> um, Can I move on to Stoke City? Yeah. Um, well, could I say, I'm, never, I'm never happy with Stoke City being introduced to proceedings, but I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a match in Stoke, yeah. and it was uh, Sunderland, and they played at Stoke City. Uh, Charlie Adam got the first. Crouch with a lovely set-up for Inzonzi. Mm. Uh, I did enjoy, but Wes Brown was sent off in controversial circumstances. Gus Boyd was so incensed. He was. He like, took his own coat off. He threw his jacket on the ground. <laughs> Which I'm not sure if he realises, but in Britain, that is the sign that you're about to fight someone <laughs> and he could have been sent off he's been here long enough to know <laughs> yeah. he's been here long enough to know yeah you, you think to yourself oh Sunderland fans that is 
Decanio number two, is it not? That is a, let's just say that is one of the worst pre- decisions. <laughs> I mean, it's Kevin Friend again. And we've, we've pulled him out before. Not a friend of the show. No. Not your friend or, or mine. Or the league. Absolutely unbelievable decision making. <laughs> he didn't even touch the other player. I think the decision, he already made the decision because when Brown runs into that challenge, it, I mean, it does look full blooded. And he it's, does. It's what happens with his legs afterwards. His yeah. legs, it doesn't look like a one-footed tackle. That's the problem. It's what Wes Brown's, yes. you know, legs do ha- afterwards that yeah, makes I, I, it look I, I, so... You if know. you pause before he actually makes a tackle, just as he's about to launch mm. in, if you paused it there, you'd think, oh, bloody hell, he is going to take that man's leg off. Mm. But he didn't. So well, is the referee, can the referee be cleared there and said, well, actually, it was, it was dangerous play, because that... Well, we said that before, we said that before, that, that, you know, if it's a dangerous tackle, it doesn't matter whether he gets the ball or doesn't get the ball or whatever. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but, it, it, you know, it was a very strong challenge on a free ball, effectively, because it's not like anybody had it under control. Well, of course, I realise that you haven't actually got to make contact and you can touch the ball and that sort of stuff and st- still be a da- you know, seen as a you know, serious foul player or whatever, um, or excessive force and that sort of thing. But, you know, Wes Brown's done... The- He's essentially seen... A big part of being a defender is knowing when to intercept, knowing when to go and get the ball, knowing when to stand yeah. off. And we saw Dawson do it really poorly against City. <laughs> but Wes Brown knew that ball was there to be won. He knew he could win it. He knew he'd have to go at some pace to get to it. But he's not really anywhere near the player. No. And he's played the ball. Now, fair enough, he's, I understand what you're saying with the follow-through and stuff. But, I mean, I don't want to come across as a, as a Robbie Savage here, but if you are going to send people off for that you are essentially almost getting to the point where you're going to mm. change the very aesthetic of what, what the football, football actually is. Yeah. Well, the fact that this tack, this sending off stands out means that that's not going to happen, is it? Cause well, it'll be overturned. What? There's no way. that They'll appeal that and it'll be they, overturned. They are appealing And if they it, don't, yeah. the world's gone mad. Because yeah. there's, you cannot... You, you, there's a difference between excessive force and not being in control and, and all that sort of thing and actually making a good, solid tackle, which is what it was. Mm. He, he was he was no way looking to hurt the player. I would argue he was firmly in control of what he was doing and he played the ball cleanly away from the player it was, I, it was nothing wrong with it and I'd also argue that Wes Brown is playing alright at the moment he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a really he's important in, player he's for him he's a couple of really really good uh, performances and Sutherland could do without losing him at this massively. point massively Agree, he's agree. in all kinds of trouble come back from injury has been really important for them he's a good player experienced player they need him and if they lose him for three games for that mm. that would just be absolutely well, incredible especially like with Begovic on Fletcher as well later on in the match it's mm. like yeah Poyo said that it, they, um, they will appeal unless the referee apologises Wait, they are going to I just appeal, appeal anyway. anyway. Yeah. yeah, he said they um, they did it last week, obviously, in reference to um, Steve Clark being given an apology by uh, Mike Riley, I think it was. He said they called a British manager, and I think it is time for them to call a foreign manager. An unnecessary jingoistic Yeah, I don't think that's not the point. Is he, is he trying to put them into a, a, an unnecessary corner? Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bearing in mind... Well, if you don't ring me, then you're xenophobic. <laughs> <laughs> the bloke he sent off is English. <laughs> Exactly, and you know, he, you know, um, Poyer's accent is probably you know less indecipherable than a, than a Sunderland accent. The best of times. <laughs> oh, oh, it's oh it's no, not a dig. It is a dig. Not a dig. It'll it be is. taken as a dig. Um, <laughs> Kevin, listen, I, I will speak. I will speak to. You know, this is a, this is an open open statement to Gus Poyer. <laughs> Kevin Friend is just incompetent. There's nothing sinister. Here. <laughs> He's just incompetent. Well, Spurs were incompetent on the weekend as well. They were. They possibly they... the only eleven men to be more incompetent. Than one of the, the one of the, the was it a headline or a little joke that was going around um, six in the city well that's quite oh, yeah. clever have you, uh, have you oh, um, right, yeah. yeah, you right yeah well the programme's yeah, actually yeah. sex and the city not oh, sex right, in the city okay. so. oh was that yeah. well it was rubbish then yeah. I was thinking of that two and a song peace in the valley 
Two uh, oh, yeah. six in the city. That's not yeah, too unlimited. Yeah. It's not too unlimited. No. No. Was it not? I don't know. I can't remember it was, but it wasn't too unlimited. Uh, yeah, but, so there, but there is no... Man City's goal score is unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> there are no limits to uh, Aguero and uh, Negredo running riot. Did you enjoy that Negredo turn and shot? Delicious. Absolutely magnificent. He is superb at that. I think he scored a similar one against Bayern Munich, actually. So he's right. done it against the best. Yeah. yeah. Can um, he do it away from home, though? Can anyone do it away from home? <laughs> I'm sure he can. Can Man City do anything away from I home? I think that the players... I think the players. I don't. It's not even the players going away from home. I think it's just a lot of lookalikes, <laughs> and the players just stay at home. Well, like the uh, Brazilian team that always play the North Koreans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Some fake team. Um, Navas scored after twelve seconds. What a goal that was! Mm. I think he got a little bit unfairly treated. Navas. Let me just go. Oh, well, that's a Loris mistake. He's banged that in the top corner. It's <laughs> <20 laughs> possibly the goal of the game. Yeah, it was absolutely. It was and a delightful. Lor- Loris has been playing really well this season as yeah. well. He's on form. Oh dear. I mean, they, they just. What on earth happened? I suppose. I think this is one of those results, isn't it? You remember when uh, Arsenal went to Manchester United, um, when Henri and Co were there, they got beat six-one, mm. and uh, it's just it's an odd result. Well, Why I is d- it happening? Well, but they just kind of they don't seem to be able to react to what's happening. You know, if they go three 0 down, they're like, oh god, I can't really halt this slide. It's yeah, like, it's like a video game. We just oh, want to get out of here. Yeah. If I was a Spurs fan, I'd be seriously worried about that because it looked like the players, almost like the players weren't playing for the manager at that point. And, mm. and so that is the difference more often than not than, than a, a sort of losing two or three 0 against mm. against a really good team away, which isn't. I mean, Spurs are you know have spent a lot of money and they're a good team by and large, but losing two or three to Man City away isn't a, a, the biggest disaster mm. in the world. But the difference between that scoreline and the overall six 0 scoreline is it just. It just looks completely incompetent. And, like, and some of their bigger underachievers were the ones that had come in for like 20-odd million and, you know, 10-odd million. It's, it's, it is it's, early days, though, isn't it, for them? I mean, but yeah, but then you've got players like Dembele coming on. He's not even getting his game and he's coming on and looking good against Man City after they're getting an absolute shoot. I think, I think Paulinho is far too um, sort of ponderous. And, mm. and I, know, I know that actually Spurs didn't do too badly in midfield, and that sounds preposterous because they got beat six. No, you but, are right, though. But I, I would probably play Dembele and Sandro in there, mm. um, um, personally. But anyway, I was going to say that the, 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 the fact that Spurs can't score is such a problem, not just because materialistically they don't get goals, so they don't, they're not unlike, more unlikely to win games. Now, that obviously is the case, but it means that some, a team like City, who are really mm. good, can essentially say, well, Spurs don't score, so we can afford to do pretty much yeah, whatever but, we but want. They just, they just look scared. Just give the fans 10 minutes where you just go at the other team. But don't just you think they 10 get minutes. to 30 yards out and they can't do anything? Yeah. Did you see the game? Yeah. I think that um, there was there were some good points made in, on, on Match of the Day and, and in and around um, other media outlets about Soldado. He scores most of his goals inside the box. Mm. A lot of people have said that. And the Spurs, when he's dropping, he's having to drop quite deep for Spurs. Yeah. And he often relies on crosses, and Spurs don't play with wingers that, that tend to put crosses into the box. They're trying yeah. to play their way in. And if that's your main man who you've bought for a lot of money, you're not playing to his strengths, then, then what are you playing? And, and, and their wingers aren't great at delivering a football a lot of the time. Mm. They're, they're speedy as hell, but yeah. you know, their, their final ball is often wanting but they've made a lot of signings and and some good ones but there's a few of them i mean i appreciate eric lamella he's a young lad and uh, and you know he's got to get used to a different lifestyle alone and that's difficult and a different style of football as well and there's there's a lot there but he's done very little 
Mm-hmm. He doesn't even. He looks very lightweight, mm-hmm. and you think to yourself, he, he's not showing too many signs I that really he enjoyed, will come good. I really enjoy watching him play for Roma when I saw him last year, and he just looks like a shadow of the man he is. But this is a, the, the thing. This is. It's not like uh, he's uh, a signing for the future or, or potential. He's played very, very good football in his, mm-hmm. um, you know, short career so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you do worry mm-hmm. for some of those players, and the, the, you know, Spurs have got a very good home support and well, a good away support, but at home. They, you know, Vish Boas and, and Spurs did well last season, and they have this attacking mentality down at White Hart Lane. They like to see the more kind of, as you say, swashbuckling type of football. They've 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 been a little bit restless at times this season already. When Vish Boas turned around and said, "Look, we need the support of the supporters," mm-hmm. um, and they've scored very few goals. And Vish Boas said he was ashamed of what happened at Manchester City. And those kind of results happen, but they need to start getting it turned around very quickly. Is I know it, they've he, done is okay. Is he too much of a thinker, Evie I think, I think he's struggling. I, I, think, I really do think he's struggling. I, I, think, I think he's a good manager, mm-hmm. and I think that he's unfairly maligned in the press a lot of times because of who he is, and he's young, and he's foreign, and people, have, I think, have got their own insecurities around you know, a multilingual, young, successful, <laughs> confident man. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Like I yourself. Think, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm one of those people who I don't trust. Yeah. <laughs> And so that, that, that comes with its own problems. But mm. I really do think that he's... On, I'm not saying he's lost his way, but he's on the cusp, possibly. I mean, they play Man United next in the league at mm. home. You know, if they lose that game... That's, and I'm not saying they will, but it's possible they could. Mm. It's Manchester United, after all. That's four league games in a row they've lost. Mm. You know, very difficult. It gets harder every time to arrest that slide. And, and one of the most striking sort of contrasts between Villas-Boas, when he made his reputation at Porto, and, and Villas-Boas now, is that whenever you watch Porto on the Villas-Boas, they were so quick yeah. all over the park, back to front. If, even if it, and, <laughs> Obviously, they were dominant in their league in Portugal, but if, 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 it's, if a team against them was attacking them, if they lost the ball, they knew they were toast. Oh, yeah. They were so quick going back to front. Mm. Mm. And, and I Spurs know, were a little bit like that last season. They were, exactly. But I, mm. I was, what I was going to say was that, that I realised it's a different league and a different country and a different set of personnel. But last season, mm. they seemed to manage that a lot better. Yeah. And I wonder if the players they've signed don't necessarily fit that, mo- <clears> that mode. And I, I don't think, much the same way you could argue Mourinho and Chelsea don't really know their best front four. I would argue that Spurs don't know their best front six. I think they know their best back four, and mm-hmm. their best, they, know, they know they want to play with Lloris. <laughs> if everyone's fit, they probably want to play with Danny Rose, Vertonghen, probably Kabul or Kirikes, and uh, Walker. They know mm. their back five, probably, yeah. uh, given that they're competing on a number of fronts so they can change that up. <clears throat> but in front of that, Sandra aside, probably not really anyone's impressed that much. Do you think, and, do you think they made too many signings? I think the players were there to be bought, and they had the money, and they thought they got to go out and get them, mm. and they needed to, to 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 improve their squad, and you can't blame them for that. But I think if you do want to improve your squad with with numbers that large, you have got to be patient. You have to be patient because it's, it's, it's difficult enough as it is to too be too much too quickly. Do you think they were trying to go for? I don't know if it's too much too quickly. I just think if those, but it's the same way when people said that Arsenal signed Oates and they didn't really need that sort of player. When he comes along, you got to sign him. He's available. You got to yeah, sign okay, him. fair enough. They're still like three points off fourth place. It's not like it's a massive disaster yeah. as we speak, you know. And they have played some tough teams. I mean, you can re- you're right, Pete, and you can read to a certain extent. You can read everything into stats. You know, I think they're only two points off top four actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, but. Um, but it's, it's the momentum thing, isn't it? Mm. Like I say, if you, yeah. if you lose against United, and they've got, they got Fulham and Sunderland after that, I think. Mm. Six points. That's a six points. Six points. Well, definitely nailed three on. against Fulham, yeah. Fulham. Fulham away and Sunderland at home after United at home, I think. Um, and obviously, they've got Europa League game between now and then. But mm. yeah, it's, it's the momentum thing. If you, mm. you, you can say that, you know, after, say if they lose to United at the weekend, they're five points off um, 
fourth place or whatever. Fine, you're five points yeah. off. But it's a very competitive league and you've lost four in a row. Do you know what I'd like it's, to see? It's difficult. What I'd like to see him do, um, I appreciate Soldado's the, their main man, but against, say, Fulham, where there's, there's a lot of goals in that game, put Defoe in there. Because mm. Defoe, he knows where the flipping goal is. I'll put you two know, up front. Score three. Well, up front. Yeah, okay, yeah. T- you know, score three. Well, there's, or four. Been t- there's been talk, hasn't there? There's been talk today in around um, the, the press that they, 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 they possibly could switch to a, a three-five-two or something no. because they've got the sort of personnel now to do talking. that. But Defoe, but you can talk about Defoe you like, right? And everyone, no, I know he's not suddenly going to shoot everyone them up the table. Everyone cites Defoe as banging goals. In. You know, another another problem for Spurs possibly is the fact that their Europa League t- group isn't anywhere near good enough. So they're not mm. getting any. They're not getting tested. The Defoe's banging goals in all over the place in the Europa League, but the, the, with respect to the competition he's playing against, it's not good enough. Mm. So it doesn't mean he's going to be able to go into. You can't put. I don't think personally, you can put Defoe up front. Um, you know, just chuck him in there in that formation. I just don't think it suits him. No, no, I don't think in that formation. But I'm saying against, say, Fulham, if the, you are struggling a little bit with goals, put a man who's there's a few goals in there, just lifts the side a bit. Yeah, we can do this. And well, of and course, then, of course, and then chuck him out. Of <laughs> <laughs> and of against the Europa League teams, handicap the teams <laughs> by you know just taking a claw hammer at somebody's knees, mm. taping, two, that. taping two players together. I'm surprised Pompey haven't tried that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say that, that you know, of course. The, the most fitting player to play up front and lead the line that team is a fit, motivated Adebayor. But he's, mm. he's, he's, he we get... haven't seen that man for no. such a long time. A fit, motivated mm. Adebayor may mm. not even exist. Wow. Your comment about um, Pompey needing a twenty-five-year-old uh, Whittingham and Walsh before the show started is, is you know, it's a similar kind of. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> well, Guy Whittingham's just been sacked from Pompey, so <laughs> if they want to get him in. Uh, he can still do a job. He's not that old. Do you want? Uh, yeah. Um, well, there we are. Poor old Spurs. Um, Cardiff two, Manchester United two. Uh, Rooney should have been sent off for a kick on much. Yes, agree. But the referee, I think, I don't think the referee's seen the kick because it would surely be a red card. I think he's seen a tussle. He's probably thought Rooney's tried to get past him off the ball, mm. and I think that's. Oh, what I didn't he's think of that. That's possible. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't so, think so then, that. so that's that, why because that, that would be a booking. So that means he could be suspended. Rooney, mm. no, he because could, isn't there a rule that he's, no? If the referee's seen, but the referee depends on the referee's it. report. I think. All mm. oh, right, okay. Yeah. So if the referee saw the tussle, but didn't see the kick, then possibly, the kick, yeah. yeah, possibly retrospective action, possibly. Yeah, that's true. But, it must be maddening though to see one of your players, especially Rooney. I mean, you, you think about that. Say if he had been sent off there. Now I know Rooney reacted um, on Twitter to uh, uh, Graham Souness and Martin Tyler for what the, what they said, but but Rooney's got to realise that you have. You know, a couple of thousand, however many Manchester United fans make a long trip to Cardiff. Um, they, you know, Manchester United aren't going as well as they might have done um, under David Moyes, I mean, who knows, but they're not in, in, in the top couple of places. So they need results and they need their best players performing. And he's probably been their best player of the season, arguably, so far. Um, it's early on in a game in a tricky place to go away to Cardiff and he does and much hasn't kicked him or tried to throw an elbow or anything like that it's completely displaced aggression and he does something like that and you just think if you get sent off we've then got to play the next game for uh, the, the, the whole of the, the game with ten men you're banned for three games what are you doing? Mm. Like, it mm. must be so frustrating I mean it's the first time he's done that so it's fine isn't it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He, sort of, he sort of I can remember when because he's a fabulous player when Ferguson was um, he's a fan was fabulous major. kicker yeah. <laughs> he went through a period of like really sorting himself out I think it was after the um, Montenegro sending off and back oh, yeah. and he went through a period a long period after that of, of not getting I because mean, I think he gets booked on average about 10 times a season mm. but he went through a stage of actually been doing really well disciplinary wise and that sort of uh, coincided with a lot of good form for, for club and country but 
you're right. Listen, I, I think Rooney, one, gets away with murder in the Premier League. He does. I think he gets away with an l- awful lot that he shouldn't. Yeah. Um, I'm not really one for conspiracy theories or stuff like that, but you sort of wonder why he's a, so- he's no, a, you, he's you a flagship a, England player. You make a good you know, point. He's, he's a big asset to the Premier League, and he does tend... I'm not suggesting that referees are getting briefed to not send him off and stuff, but he does seem to have a big... This personality that referees don't really seem to want to take on. Mm. Um, secondly... I just think he's got he's, he's has, has all the hallmarks of quite an emotionally undeveloped person. Like he doesn't mm. seem to take his he doesn't seem to take his football that seriously out of season. But Paul Stratford looks after him, doesn't he? Well, indeed. And he he and listens these, to the stereophonics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all these stories that we hear that we can't mention on the air about him, <laughs> stuff, you, you wonder whether he really has got any sort of you know high level of emotional intelligence where he can't do that. But then that said, we all get the remiss sometimes. Yeah. But that is completely responsible, and, and it's all very well saying, oh. You know, the players need him, may not have players need him, he shouldn't take that risk. Out of order to Cardiff as well, who mm. should have been, been 11 against 10 that game. Mm-hmm. They probably, I know you can say ifs and buts and stuff, but they beat Man City at home. There's mm-hmm. no reason they couldn't have beat Man United at home. And they had a, a lot of chances. And, and I felt really bad for Malky McCarr, who actually handled himself with a lot of dignity after the game. Yeah, I thought he did as um, well. He could have been, he could have been you know, raging. And yeah. so, but it comes down to, I mean, we, I mean, we must talk, we're talking about these sort of poor decisions about red cards and stuff. We must talk about Gary Medell, who probably should have got sent off as well. Yeah. Um, but there were so many decisions this weekend. I mean, Rooney Morales Medell certainly should have been sent off. Mm. I mean, you could possibly make an argument that if you're going to send Medell, maybe you could have sent Fellaini off as well. Mm. So that's possibly another one who could have gone. Wes Brown was sent off when he shouldn't have been. It's, it's just not good enough. I think, I think, I think with the, the Medell Fellaini thing, the referee would say he probably didn't see it. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, <laughs> I think the worst one was I mean, you got Wes Brown. He certainly saw that, and then mm. Morales. But we talked about them. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a shame of Rooney because he's he's a great player, and, and uh, my goodness, you know, he's so important for Manchester United, and he's been I'd, playing so well this season. You just don't like to see a good player do that. I'd fear or any for, player. I'd be if I were a United fan today. I'd be worried about how difficult they seem to find. Dominating games in, mid- in the midfield area. Well, a lot was Carrick's not there. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're saying that they're saying that Fellaini. I mean, didn't, didn't Robbie Savage say that Fellaini doesn't look like a main player? Well, Robbie Robbie Savage made um, some very good points, and then his he his last point kind of he, <laughs> he remembered he, who he was. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta say something stupid now. <laughs> Speaking of someone who who certainly was proven to not be a Manchester United. Player. <laughs> well, he said uh, he said that uh, Fellaini and Cleverly don't look like Manchester United players, and he had this whole uh, little section of the show where he went about giving evidence for this, and, it, and and fair enough, it was good analysis. And he said, you know, the big question is, are they Manchester United players, and what is? A Manchester United player. Who am I? Who are any of us? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was moving to that point, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say it's very early to judge Fellaini on that basis. I thought you were say for Robbie Savage. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not early to judge him. <laughs> judge, judge away. But for, for Fellaini um, is coming into a team in, in very much in transition. It's a new regime mm. and stuff. So it's maybe a bit harsh. Cleverly isn't good enough. As simple as that. Mm. I mean, I saw, I saw a fact, uh, an opta fact, that Cleverly was the only outfield player for Manchester United against Cuff to not make a single tackle. Yeah, that's you right. Know, and there is taking the Carrick role seriously. And there is taking the Carrick role seriously. <laughs> but he's not good I mean, we'll come on to the England game shortly, I think, but how really, how can you justify cleverly being in that England team? Yeah, There's absolutely you, no way you can justify it. You really and he's can't. not good enough. He's we, not good enough for United. We've got to mention Cardiff, though. Um, what a ball from much oh, to, uh, to Fraser Campbell. Beauty. That's a great goal. Yeah. And, 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 Campbell. You know, and Rooney could have won it with a great ball from Giggs over the top oh, where he had right. to pass it. That was crazy. The United looked a bit more likely when Welbeck came on. Um, but um, Campbell as well, a little dink onto the bar. That was, oh, that was beautiful, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> Nasri almost did it as well, but I, think oh, Nasri, yeah. I don't think Nasri meant it, did he? Campbell's would have been... <laughs> oh. Oh. 
That was Canton RS because Gary Neville said, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Akim with a with the last minute equaliser. And, and that's the other thing, by the way. That was a really poor goal to concede by Manchester United. Yes, it you was. Know, you can't. You can't be if, if you're if you're not firing on all cylinders. And I know United have gone a few games undefeated now. I don't mm. think they've. Um, they haven't been beaten for a while. They haven't been beaten since they lost to West Brom at home, I don't think. But yeah. um, you can't be giving away sloppy stuff like that at set pieces. You, you genuinely can't do that. And it's unlikely a Manchester United team to do that, I think. Mm. Mm. Um, we're going to leave these shores. Oh, what? Yeah. Wait, can we not talk about Newcastle scored from a corner for the first time since 2011? Uh, no, we, we just can't. have. No, we <laughs> can't. No, we cannot. Oh, that was a very, to be fair. That was an emotional appeal. Yeah, you have to have a heart of stone to turn that down. Luke, Luke Moore did ask for um, sound effects in this uh, show, so there's your sound effect, Luke. Mm. It's a welcome return to that jingle. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> we've not played that for a little while. Have Since we? 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Marcus. Where are we going? No, that was worthy. That was worthy. We'll, we'll, adop- we'll adopt that as the official Newcastle score from a corner jingle. <laughs> yeah, so keep your eye out. Okay. Shall we get the goal? Amio. Wait, we no, had a you're... very good game too. You, you can come to him in a minute. Why? When the, the international. Oh, the internationals. Don't. Don't. Right, come on. Um, but first, he Zlatan for Nigeria. <laughs> first, we need to go <laughs> to the Bundesliga. Borussia Dortmund nil, Bayern Munich three. Bayern go four points clear of Leverkusen and seven <laughs> points uh, clear of Borussia Dortmund. Bit of Brucey, he's, he's everywhere. Uh, Goetze came on in the second half and scored and raised his hands in apology mm. because he didn't mean to put his team 1-0 up that pay him his wages Grot. and the fans that chant his Grot. name now. Have you got I'm a massive cock jingle? <laughs> uh, hang on. Just get that ready for... Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got something in there, no doubt. I mean, Goethe, like... If he, did, if he cared about him that much, pal, you wouldn't have signed. Exactly. Yeah. Get over it. And you wouldn't have missed the Champions League final yeah. and all that. It's equivalent having, having an affair, getting found out, this and your wife, but I still love you, though. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, pal. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Bloody! What the blazes? Yeah, um, there you go, Goetzer. Just in case you're wondering if music just happened there, it didn't. It's <laughs> all didn't. in your mind, ladies your and mind. gentlemen. Um, Dortmund, because they had a lot of their defenders out, didn't they? So rather than bring through a player from their, let's be honest, amazing academy, yeah, yeah featuring the football nought and all sorts. And if you haven't seen the football nought, I suggest you look it up. Oh, that's class. Yeah, um, yes. they signed Manuel Friedrich, ex Leverkusen, 34 years old, like a short term deal a few days before, and chucked him straight in the mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Warhorse. Yeah, he likes the old heavy metal, doesn't he? Yeah, wow. Old Klopp. Um, but yeah, Dortmund were better than that. They shouldn't have lost three nil, and uh, they missed a number of chances. And Manuel Neuer had a great game as well. Mm. Um, but when Goethe scored and, and Dortmund went for the... the you say they shouldn't have lost it, but, and, you know, really, if you're not going to take chances and you're going to give Bayern Munich the opportunities, they'll beat you. No, I'm beat saying you they well. should have scored the chances. That's part of it, though, isn't it? <laughs> you started off by saying they should deserve to lose. No, I didn't much. say that. I said they shouldn't have Shut lost. Shut up, please! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they should have done. But but there's more to, to the Bayern Munich story, um, because uh, Pep Guardiola is angry that one of his camp leaked team tactics to the media, and he's using strong language. God, imagine tell you. how much they would have won by if he hadn't leaked the tactics. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it does not matter who it is. Heads will roll. I will throw him out, and he will not play under me again. Hang on a minute. Well, it doesn't matter who it is, then, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to kick him out, you better get the right person. Frank Ribery's gone, ah, uh, it's me, boss, yeah? Yeah. He's gone, oh, no. 
I <laughs> <laughs> thought it was our third choice keeper. Um, and then I'll kick it out whoever did this, and it better be someone who's in the reserve. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to suffer. It better be someone on that transfer list. What do you mean, <laughs> accidentally emailed them to somebody? What? Oh, yeah. God. Well, Bayern. Frank s- Ribery, it was me. It wasn't you, Frank. <laughs> no, no, no. It no. wasn't you, Frank. Frank, stop taking the blame for that 17 year old youth player over there <laughs> who I've never liked. Who I was going to release anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Bayern, broken leg. Bayern CEO and former player, a Germany player, called Karl-Heinz Rummenigge, said of the situation, we will obviously not bring in the National Security Agency to find out how it is, but I advise him to stop doing it. Yeah, right. <laughs> is that an attempt to keep him? Sarcastic. So yes, there, there, is, um, there is a mole. Um, well, incidentally, uh, Franz Beckenbauer's asked about it. There's no mole. Yeah. He isn't found well, I was there the other day, I didn't see any moles. <laughs> I see no moles here. Yeah. No mole holes, And I no think moles. my attitude, in my opinion, is a lot more realistic. <laughs> Imagine it was Beckenbauer. <laughs> right, you're out. Yeah, now you're talking. Uh, Be- Beckenbauer goes, well, Pep, you can't, you can't sack me because you've got, I've got the authority. Yes, I have, you're out. Well, I'm not going. Oh. <laughs> Carl, you sticking to your word? The only option Gardella will have will be to do a load of fake tactics every week. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way around yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> what a, yeah, like, uh, like an old World War II tactic and Indeed. plant them on somebody. Indeed. <laughs> Inflatable <laughs> tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear, let's go to Serie A. They playing with eight strikers. I'll make it really. I'm going to buy that. <laughs> let's go to Serie A before we go to international football. Livorno nil, Juve two. Lorente with a lovely volley from a, from a Pogba cross. Tevez got the second. Those two are having an excellent time. He's firing now, isn't he? Yeah, they're top of the league. Juventus at the time of recording, Roma haven't played yet. So cool your jets, just in case that isn't <laughs> correct. By the time you hear this, Milan. I don't won. really feel like I can talk about this because you haven't put it in the running order, so I'm struggling. Milan one, Genoa one. No, it's a, it's a hidden track. <laughs> Okay. Um, Kaká with a great touch. Kaká with a great touch and finish. Um, it's say, it's lovely to see him in the Milan shirt against all Warren. sorts of problems at me at the moment. Apparently, a load of ultras blocked him in the stadium. That's very true. Well, Gilard- now Gilardino, uh, a man after my own heart, he equalised against his former team. No problem with the celebration. Yeah. He got the violin out and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trademark celebration. Nice. Yeah. Good. Um, that's what we want to see. Yeah. Um, I think I'm right in saying that <laughs> Milan's five first choice strikers have got. Five Five goals between them this season. Well, Balotelli missed a penalty. Missed another one. That's two in a row. And it was one. a really poor penalty as well because he went for the other corner mm. that he normally puts it in, but it barely went. Imagine out if he the... never scores again. I think I'm right in <laughs> saying that this straw that broke the camel's back with the ultras, who then went in and barricaded them into their own stadium. Yeah, but there was a big rumour circulating in the Italian press that um, all these players was unnamed players were staying out to like six in the morning. And That's stuff, right. And yeah, not training properly. Yep. Yep. And then um, that was all denied. And then Balotelli set a tweet at six a.m. <laughs> saying. <laughs> Something. And then was I late. am shitted. And then him and, t- and then him and two others were late for training. That was a straw that brought the camels back. It's their worst start since '81. I think in '81 or '82 they were relegated. Yeah, it, they've had an absolutely terrible start. I think they're wow. 20 points off the top. Mm. Or 21 points if we're wow. in tonight, I would have thought. But yeah, the Milan Ultra did block them in the car. Um, Kaka and uh, Abiati had to go out and talk to them. That's what I'd like to see, that. Yeah. Well, I think they, they were nominated. Balotelli wanted to go out, apparently, and the <laughs> no, coppers were like, no! <laughs> what's, what's that in your hand? Flares. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Settle down, young'un. <laughs> get back in the knife. Oh, God. Get let, back in the team bar. Let Uncle Ricky take care of this. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, no no one started on Kaka. No, he's already injured. And Abiati... Um, Don't kick him out when he's down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's <laughs> go. There's big talk of Allegri being sacked, though. And uh, Milan tend not to sack coaches during the season. Um, but people. Are... the elections, doesn't it? Oh, first goes out of that game, <laughs> don't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, people are saying that uh, Inzaghi, currently uh, coaching one of the Milan youth teams, could take over. And Clarence Seedorf. Imagine the passion when for Big Pippi when they score a goal. He loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, it? It's got to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's only been in charge of one of the youth teams for about a year or something. Get him in. I'd take Seedorf in. Just, just for body image reasons, you know. Yeah. Player he's so, manager, he's so, surely. He's so pumped, that man. Who would Nobody you would dare sort of you have any ex-Milan player? I'd have... Um, D-Beck. <laughs> yeah, he could have... Uh, <laughs> Ibrahim Barr. What about you, big Johan big uh, Cruyffy? Get him in there. Ex-Milan? Oh, you say ex-Milan? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. okay. Uh, who, who will we have? Um, Frank Reichard? Desai. Mm. Come on, Reichardt's much more realistic. Yeah, Reichardt's good. Uh, but the answer. What about, was... what about all the three Dutch players? Ah, join Van Basten. There'd be no arguments. Yeah, there would definitely be. no arguments. None at all. Hullet <laughs> <laughs> is he's Hullet ready yeah. to manage again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Um, Rui Costa. The uh, yeah, good. The answer is of course Dimitri Albertini. Yeah. Um, right, it's uh, it's international football time. You got a jingle for that, Pete? Um, no. Always... No. Every time we look over expecting the jingle, he's looking out the window like James Dean Bradford. There you go. Uh, and that's the end of the... <laughs> that's how many people feel about the international play. <laughs> <laughs> they just switch off. Shut down. Um, <laughs> international football is World Cup playoffs. That's enough, Peter. <laughs> Sweden 2, Portugal 3. Ronaldo scores a hat-trick and Portugal come out on top. See, Ronaldo mouthing uh, something of Messi on, on the camera, I noticed. Yeah, he was doing that thing where he's pointing down to the ground. Yeah. Which is such a shame because, obviously, Sweden um, were a bit naughty with the whole voodoo doll advert for Pepsi, was it, and all that sort of nonsense. I I didn't see that. What happened? uh, They had had an advert which had Ronaldo as a voodoo doll and and all this kind of crap. And it was soundtracked by voodoo people, by the prodigy? I don't think it was, but it should have been. Yeah. Um, They missed the trick. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) And uh, it is pretty classless, that kind of behaviour towards Ronaldo. And if Ronaldo just went and did his job, Mm. he scored a hat-trick. He he took that game by the scruff of the neck. Not only that, he took the game by the scruff of the neck, it was wrestled off him by Zlatan, and he wrestled it back. Yeah. And and, um, I know some nice assists from... um, from uh, was it Moutinho? Moutinho. Yeah, yeah, and he'll do that. He's a great player. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, but did but break... the goals of Ronaldo scored had a real sort of air individualism about yes. him. Yeah, he powerfully drove that, through. That one finished. where he sort of, what, took it past the keeper with one yeah. touch, like he's gone too far, and he still got in the top right yeah. corner. Like, <laughs> Bloody hell! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he somebody on the on the line, they wouldn't have been able to get that. His celebrations were very much like pointing at himself. Weren't yeah, they? that's really? a shame. Mm. I un- I understand. I totally understand. I bloody why. understand if I was him. I'd be like, I am brilliant. Yeah, to be let him do it. Let him do it. The goalkeeper, the Portuguese goalkeeper, should have done better for Zlatan's free kick I thought yeah but yeah. it was hit with some venom yeah, the, tra- yeah, was, the yeah. tragedy would be that um, any of these you know big game players get injured before the World Cup that, that's going to be the worst thing because yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you want to see him at well, like, like your Milners, your Milners. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to Ibrahimovic I th- he knew that the right team won that game Although yeah. he did yeah. say, it, did obviously, he, did, that... Did I read that he didn't have a touch in the opposing half or That was something? in the first leg. Was that in the first leg, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. might have said that, Lukey yeah. Boo. I did, yeah. It's it a really good point, so it's probably me. I mean, yeah. he did obviously say tongue-in-cheek <laughs> that the, the World Cup without him is not worth watching. But he, I don't think that was tongue-in-cheek, Marcus. Do you not think? I think he actually believes that. Uh, and, fair and more power to his elbow. Yeah. 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 If, he could, if he could tongue his own cheek, he would. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to watch it, does he? He doesn't want to. No, it's fine. But Portugal advanced, so shame Ibrahimovic won't be there, but when Ronaldo's in that kind of form, you think, yeah. You know, and, po- and Portugal could do something in the tournament. I hope he pulls through and does something in the tournament itself. Mm. Yes, yeah, indeed, indeed we do. Um, uh, Croatia beat Iceland 2 0. Uh, Ida. Ida. Ah. So emotional. Ah. Mandzukic scored and then was sent off on about 37 minutes. And Iceland had nearly an hour to grab an equaliser against 10 men. And he thought, oh, this is really the chance. But away to Croatia is always a tricky fixture. And uh, Cerna made it 2 0. And Croatia go through. 
Yeah, Edgar Johnson was very emotional at the end. I, I, I couldn't really get a English language translation of what he was saying. Um, and I don't really know anyone who speaks Icelandic, sadly. So I couldn't. Uh, but he, he did look towards the end of the towards the end of the interview. I was like, stop it, yeah. stop the interview. You know, yeah. he sat, 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 stood there crying, like his head in his hands and stuff. It's like, come on. Unlike the French. Well, exactly. The French, were, the French were loving it. <laughs> Oof. 3-0 against Ukraine. Brilliant comeback from Le Bleu. Uh, Sacco got the first. Sacco was brought in because of Koscielny, I think, mm. wasn't he? Mm. So he, he scored. And then, I, I think uh, he's, it's unfair. He didn't get given the second one either. Yeah. But when Sacco scored for France, you just thought, it's on. Oh, big time. It's yeah. on. And actually, well, it was... Um, well done to the French supporters as well. That whole stadium was just were like, no, we're going through here. Yeah, I think I think Ukraine was sort of architects of their own downfall to an extent. I mean, looking at them against England in the group, they're normally so solid. I know it's away from home. No, you're right. But they the, the first goal, I think it they was... They did have a sending off, but still it was 2-0 at the time and you would have fancied France. Indeed. Uh, but the first goal they conceded was like the second or third phase from a set piece. And, mm. and really, yeah. you've got to be dealing with that. You really Clear, clear lines. Mm. Indeed. Yeah, Benzema scored um, a goal that shouldn't have been allowed, but he did score a, a legitimate one before. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you, I mean, you for, make I mean, your own minds up. I, th- I don't think you can have any real complaints. To but yeah, they're through. And, and I think when France are on that kind of form, you just go, yeah, they are pretty mm. good when they want to be. I'd, I'd tell you, I think they could do something next year. The amount of talent they've got throughout that squad, mm. if they can get a bit of harmony in there, the individual brilliance throughout that team. Yeah. They've got a good keeper. They could do well, I think. Nice to see... Um, Another Newcastle United player who's going to be at the World Cup. Eh? <laughs> another one, more on yet, that in a bit. Another. Although the, uh, yeah. the you know it was revealed earlier. Um, <laughs> You're a bit annoyed about that. <laughs> <laughs> Romania drew one all with Greece, which wasn't enough. Mitroglou again on the on the score sheet. He's having a brilliant season. I think he's got more goals than appearances for uh, Olympiacos. Is that right? Yeah, he's in a really good, really rich vein of form. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, in Romania, equalised in the second half, it wasn't enough. But Adrian Musa has been banned from the national <laughs> side. <laughs> After he posted a photo of coach Victor Pitorka as Mr. Bean. I, I did like uh, Pitorka's uh, response where he just said, I forbid such jokes. Well, I've already done it. Yeah. <laughs> Does that joke happen quite a lot? Yeah. Mutu reckons he'll be back uh, in the side. Oh, so he pulled out the Mr. Bean again, has he? <laughs> oh, that's out of order. I like what Mutu said. He just doesn't give a damn. He says, I'll be back in the side when Pitorka is sacked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he likes, he likes, he's a very com- confident man, isn't he, Mookie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he likes taking drugs that makes you confident. Oh. Oh. Used to. No, not allegedly. Um, <laughs> the, thing, the thing with Mutu is, like, fair enough having a, having a pop and all that, but one, like, you're not qualified. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. And two, he's... Jokes like, on him, I've got a summer holiday now. He's, <laughs> yeah, it's quite long in the tooth as well, you know. The, and the joke has frequently been on Mutu. Through yeah. his career, you know, he's always getting in trouble. Silly sausage. Bless him. Uh, African qualifying. Egypt beat Ghana 2 1, mm. uh, but they went out 7 3 <laughs> on aggregate. Oh, no. Burkina Faso. I really thought they were going to do it. They were beaten 1 0 by Algeria and they miss out on away goals. They denied their first World Cup. That was such a stinker, wasn't it? And it was such a crappy goal. <laughs> like, oh, fair enough, Algeria, you know, well done to them. But it was such a shame because there's not really. Bosnia are the only one, I think, off the top of my head that's slightly fairy tale about, yeah. the, about the World well, Cup. Well, um, you know, it, these fairy tales are there to be broken. You know what I mean? South Africa were quite a big one last, mm. last time around, right, um, their home nation. Yeah. Burkina Faso will pay the <laughs> price for not hiring Herve Renard. Was that uh, touted? Yes. 
<laughs> I'm going to say yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. We'll damn them then. Yeah. <laughs> Sosha, he's managing Sosha now. They're still he bottom is. of the league, aren't they? So. Well, yeah, at the, at the time of recording. <laughs> there won't be a game between now and then. <laughs> um, and Mexico and Uruguay are both progressed, unsurprisingly, after that. Yeah, then. Uruguay is surprising. Like, nil-nil in the home leg. Well, I thought oh, they must have rested loads of players then, because I didn't see it. Looked up the team sheet. Suarez played. Cavani yeah. played. Yeah. Were they playing headers and volleys? Lugano played, Godin played. They, they were playing like bicycle kicks yeah. and all the rest of it. Mm. Same for the home crowd. <laughs> um, but yeah, the draw will be on on the 6th of, of December. Um, so that's, it's a good lineup, I think, the World Cup. Yeah. Is there not, I, there's not any particular teams of any um, regions where I think, ah, oh, it's, that they should be there in terms of quality. Am I right in saying? Well, uh, sorry, repeat nobody, that. Nobody, exclu- nobody that's amazing is excluded. Yeah, I think I think, it's, I think it's a very strong lineup for yes. the World Cup. Yes. I mean, you could argue, oh, you'd rather, I don't know, uh, Scotland. You know, someone like off the top of my head, sort of Denmark or one of the, I don't know, Central American side. Mm. But, but no, that's not. Yeah, you can't have that. I'm talking you're about not the allocated. France, you're not missing your Portugal's. You're not missing your. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? I Thank you, Pete. You the... helped me through that. <laughs> I don't even really know what either of you are talking about. But takes um... uh, you know, takes something that I'm helping you out, Marcus. It takes a professional. Peter Dolls and Dr. Stutterpants. <laughs> Look, Iran are in there, Costa Rica are in there. They're two sort of like ones you maybe wouldn't have expected to see. So that's good. Costa Rica, they've, they've um, qualified recently. Yeah, um, I'm just saying generally. Yeah, but from their nobody's, region, who would you have had included? No, I'm just saying, if you're talking about teams you don't always see in there, like a bit of, bit of variation. Bit of the interest. big boys are in the butchers, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> the big boys are in the butchers. You're and damn right. And meat for tea. Exactly. And speaking <laughs> and of I'm the... I'm too scared to go in there. Speaking of the big boys, the favourites, England played Germany, didn't they? I'm just saying, Costa Rica haven't <laughs> qualified since 1990. That's what I'm saying. So That's not true. Yes, it is. They were there in 2006. Hmm. Opening game <laughs> against Germany. Yeah, 4-2. Oh, well, they're all right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. He's more of an Italian 90 kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, England, Germany. Two of the favourites for next summer. Um, <laughs> that's Germany A and Germany B. <laughs> two of the favourites that played for Germany. <laughs> yeah. No, the Germany B side I'm putting in yeah. there. Um, uh, they, they, Germany beat England 1-0. Murdersacker scored the only goal. Damn those reserves. <laughs> hey, how disrespectful. That's bloody reserves. If you're going to beat us, you do it probably. When it comes to football, no one's more disrespectful than England. <laughs> <laughs> um, England started with Hart in goal. Controversial. Mm. <laughs> I've never heard of him. Yeah. Is Pantillimon not English? <laughs> Can we naturalise him? Um, cleverly partnered Jared in the centre of midfield. Now, you made the point earlier, Luke, that Cleverly is... is... I think it's idiotic. <laughs> It's str- that is a strange one from Hodson. We all mm. like Roy the boy, but he keeps persisting with Cleverly. Mm. Well, him and Ferguson obviously see something in him that no one else on earth can see. Well, no, but Ferguson, to be fair, there was when he came onto the scene, there was um, uh, a little bit of potential. But uh, he shouldn't be playing for England as much, should he? Surely. But Lalana started. Uh, Germany rested a number of players, but still had some, some very recognisable faces in there. Sydney Sam came on the second half. Yeah, I heard a bloke in the crowd go. Sydney Sam, what kind of an effing name is that? That's just his name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> different people have different names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Hodgson said he won't be adding any new faces for the World Cup. Um, some people are saying, get John Terry back. Is anyone else really bored <laughs> that he's not doing that? Um, John Terry won't come back. No. That's crazy talk, I wouldn't have It that. is crazy And Hodgson won't be bringing him back, because he's already said that he won't. He said, mm. about, he said that would be immensely dis- disrespectful to, to my two first-choice centre-backs. Um, and we should be looking forward, not looking back. He actually said that in a yeah, press conference. Good. He did. Hodgson, Lovely. I think, does uh, handle himself very well in the press conferences. When, when people kind of cajole him into, you know, saying yes or not and stuff, he'll, you know, he'll, he's, yeah. he's unequivocal. He'll shut them down. Yeah. yeah. I shut thought, them I down. Thought I'd, I'd, the, 
two worrying things about that game. I mean, it's mental that people are booing and stuff. It's just silly. I, I, I saw a guy in the crowd. I saw a grown man in the crowd crying <laughs> after the game. <laughs> you know, you got to really get. A, you seriously, I've got to get a grip of yourself. Um, Nothing wrong with a bit of passion, Luke. No, and I told you, Marcus. You yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Germany weren't out of second or third gear at all. Yeah. Secondly, England conceded a goal from again a second phase from a set piece, which you. If you want a great ball in, it was. But England, but but England um, aren't going to do anything in the World Cup next year. And if if, if you could, if you want, if you were going to make any sort of argument for them making any sort of impression on the World Cup next year, you'd have to say they've got to be solid, tight. They've got to give nothing away, and they've got to do things like the defence set pieces properly. And the reason there's a great ball in, fine, but they didn't defend the first ball properly, and that's why the guy got the opportunity to, to put mm. the second ball in. And if you give a team like Germany, if you give a Germany. Fifth team mm. chances to put crosses in the box over and over again because you can't clear your lines properly. You'll get beaten. Mm. And, and I don't know how many times we need to learn that lesson. And to be fair, our crosses in the box weren't much better. We don't really have anybody to kind of um, to get them in for me. You know, well, our defense, if, if, if we if we keep on, we didn't have anybody when we were doing most of our crossing. We didn't have anybody in the field. But in our defense, could... Pete, we are shit. So, <laughs> Germany aren't shit. I would like to say that. I mean, there was a few. There wasn't as many people as it's been made out booing at the end of the game. But uh, how many? If were anyone's it? doing it though, it's just got piss off. Well, if anyone's doing it, it's Marcus. No, that's that's absolutely not true. You were there, Marcus. Um, you did it. Didn't boo! You? I had to pay for this ticket. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought, um, bro, Sydney Sam's not starting. He, he yeah, was, uh, that was what annoyed me the most. Yeah, he was just screaming. He wasn't booing. He was actually shouting at the top of his voice, Adidas. <laughs> Hopefully, they'd hear him to get because yeah. he get his ticket price. Back. Yeah, Addy, Addy. Addy. <laughs> I can't hear me up there. <laughs> uh, just Addy. <laughs> um, no, uh, I think that um, I heard that you instead of watching the game, you were watching the. Adidas box all night with your I, back to the crowd nonsense <laughs> um, no I thought uh, you know I don't understand the people who I understand if you've made a long journey and it was uh, I like football I saw some football that night yeah. life c- could be worse yeah. mm. do you know what I mean and it uh, if, if you listen to the show and you sing ten German bombers <laughs> stop listening <laughs> piss off you know? yeah. <laughs> Just, and I nearly said a lot worse there but I've, I've used my quota for swear words mm. this season yeah. um, uh, Italy, Nigeria 2 all uh, Craven Cottage saw Shola Amiobi volley home a lovely goal and an assist some of the some of the newspapers get him on the Nigerian yeah, some plane. of the newspapers were saying that Amiobi put himself firmly in the consciousness of the Nigerian manager and stuff it's like well, what's he saying oh if you, if you need anyone for friendlies I'm your man that's <laughs> <laughs> so, against Italy in, in, at Craven Cottage if you yeah. need anyone at Craven Cottage yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that, Malark, in, the, in West London. He played <laughs> terrifically well at the uh, at the weekend as well. He was uh, rolling back the years. You're damn right. Um, that's, the sort, then, that's the sort of opinion I need to see with my own eyes. <laughs> he was brilliant. He was brilliant at the weekend. Yeah. Um, um, just before we go to Pete's game, just yeah. a little mensch. Uh, Roger, Rogerio Senni equaled Pele's appearance record for the most matches played for a Brazilian club. 1,115 games for Sao Paulo. Mm. The 40-year-old keeper. Well done, that your pipe, Giggsy. Well mm. done, well mm. done. Right, Pete's game. Yeah, Pete's game. Woo! I haven't got a name for this one. Do you want to call them? Oh, Pete, come on, man. All right, Paul York has come up with these ideas. I thought that was... <laughs> <laughs> he, was says, gl- he says gladiators. Gladiator- gladiators. Gladiators. This is what happens okay. when you don't that do works. your own handiwork. Yeah. Sh- 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 I don't like that. Shut your gums. Um, who's your gums? Uh, was born in Klerup, Denmark in 1975, eight years after the Summer of Love. Thank you, Paul York. Fuck off, Paul. That's my line. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> John Jensen. No. Uh, his nickname is Tomra, which means a carpenter. Oh. Stop. Thomas Helvig. No. Oh, I like that. Do you like that? Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Uh, he made his debut for uh, Danish club uh, Silkeborg Stop. IF in 1995. No, not Thomas Gravison. Stop. Stig Tofting. No. Ooh. His goal celebration is called the Peacock, which he created with fellow Dan Martin Retov. 
Hmm. No. He was called up to the Danish national team in 2000, making three appearances in total. Stop. Three appearances for Denmark? Can you expect us to get this? Peter Lovengren's. No. Nah, he's had more than appearances. Go on, carry on. Played for Bolton and Hull City, making 164 appearances in total and scoring 24 goals. <laughs> this is too hard. Where's Jim when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> I think Jim might get this one, actually. Well, he can't because he's not here. No. Go on. He returned to Stuckerborg in uh, 2008, where he played until he retired last year. I've got nothing. No, I've got nothing either. Henrik Pedersen. Oh, oh, of course. Oh, That's, That's alright. Sorry, everybody. Well, some of them have to be tough. Yeah. To keep you on your bloody yeah, oh, toes. There's no other easy ones. There's the ones you know and the ones you don't. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Luke, right. have we got any correspondence? Yes. Are we running out of time? Shall I do it really quickly? Yeah, right, really, really quickly. Um, question of the week this week was after a pretty entertaining Merseyside derby, what's the best thing you've ever seen at a derby game? And the most exciting thing this week is the best answer chosen by Marcus and Pete yes. is going to get a free what? iPad. Oh, I had it written down as well. They're going to get an iPad. They're going to get a blooming iPad, thanks to the football manager <coughs> on the uh, on the old uh, iPad. Football manager gave us a, drops a line, so we got an iPad to give away with football manager on it do you want to give it away and we said yes so mm. that's our gift to you you guys mm. right then Luke what have you got what are the answers so after a pretty entertaining Merseyside derby what's the best thing you've ever seen at a derby game Daniel Townsend he comes straight in on the Facebook says Celtic Rangers game big John Hartson warming up on the touchline about 20 rows in front of us guy comes back from the food stand <laughs> with a couple of pies and his mate goes careful mate big John can smell a pie from 100 yards cue Hartson turning around and licking his lips <laughs> Terrifying and hilarious. <laughs> Sexy. Um, Paul Hainsworth says, Nathan Tyson waving a forest corner flag with the logo on in front of the Derby fans. It annoyed them, but especially as it really pissed off Robbie Savage, which is always a good thing. <laughs> then he went and signed for Derby, got injured and picked up a fat wedge for sitting on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yet, but I'm really hoping the Motherwell Albion Rovers Scottish Cup Lanarkshire Derby is exciting on Saturday. Oh, well, it will be. But it probably won't be, <laughs> says Chris Maguire. Um, what else have we got here? Well, Dan Shoesmith comes in with a classic. Graham Sooness planting a Galatasaray flag in the centre circle mm, at the yeah, front of yeah. You've got to be having standard, that. Standard, standard. Will Howard says, David Dunn, Rabona. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That was a good one. We'll finish up with Ben Johnson, who says, Gary Neville feeding the goat just a day after saying City would never beat United in his career. That was when, that was 2002, I think, yeah, when Neville, by the byline, gets robbed by Gota. Yeah. And he's got his captain's armband on his way. He looks really sad about it. Yeah, that's it. right, yeah. <laughs> That's it. The, the person who um, wins this particular competition it wins number six in a limited edition of ten football manager handheld, tastefully engraved uh, iPad. So, uh, yeah, very, very Who's exciting. having it? Which uh, one do you like? It's 128 gigabyte Wi-Fi only model of iPad. Who do you, who do you want? I would go for uh, oh, Licky Lick. Yeah, John Arts. Daniel Towsley, yeah. it's you. Yeah, okay. that's a great. Uh, come on, you can't yeah. argue with that. Get back in touch via the Facebook, yes. and you can have that. And um, he, was there, he was there for it. He was there. He was ready. Uh, may I remind you that Football Manager's Handheld 2014 is coming out on uh, iOS and Android. Uh, in fact, it's out now. So uh, go and grab it if you want it. Nice one. Grab it if you want it. Football nice Manager Handheld 2014. Uh, we've got to go. We do have to go. Well, that's it. It's the end of the show this mm. week, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get in touch, the uh, email address is show at thefootballramble.com and the Twitter is at footballramble. Yeah. Say, oh, uh, Absolute Radio. Yeah, Absolute Radio. We'll have another Barclays Premier League uh, commentary match uh, this Saturday from 3 o'clock on 12.15am on your mobile and online at absoluteradio.co.uk. Don't know what it is yet. I haven't been told. <laughs> you're going to a festival, so you don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Luke, you're going to ATP. Woo! See you listeners dead that are going ATP. Yeah. Woo! That's nothing to do with tennis. <laughs> so say goodbye, Pete. See you later. Say goodbye, Luke. Flavour. And it's goodbye from me, doll faces. <laughs>
This episode of The Ramble is supported by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Squarespace offers free domain names, customizable designs, drag-and-drop tools, as well as 24-7 support. Seamless e-commerce solutions mean that your business can be taking money in minutes on a website that is scaled to look beautiful on any device. Start your free trial today, no credit card required. As a Football Ramble podcast listener, you'll receive 10% off your first purchase by using the offer code RAMBLE11. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.